point, rising to an evangelical quaver, ringing from change booth to coffee urn and back again. Four gnarled atheists, three tables over, automatically, by reflex action alone, hurled four amens into the unanswering air. She continued, It's all a government plot to prepare the innocent for evil, godless war. I know what they're up to. Our committee is on to them, and we intend to expose this decadent, capitalistic evil. She spoke in the ringing, anvil-like tones of a true believer, her whole life obviously an unending fight against they, the plotters. She clawed through her enormous burlap handbag, worn paperback volumes of dogma spilling out upon the floor as she rummaged frantically until she found what she was searching for. Here, Sonny, read this. You'll see what I mean. She handed me a smudgy pamphlet from some embattled group of right thinkers, based, of course, in California, denouncing the U.S. as a citadel of warmongers, profit-greedy despoilers of the young, and promoters of worldwide capitalistic decadence, all through plastic pop guns and Sears Roebuck fatigue suits for tots. She stood hurriedly, scooping her dog-eared library back into her enormous rucksack and hurled her parting shot. Those who eat meat, the flesh of our fellow creatures, the innocent slaughtered lamb of the field, are doing the work of the devil. Her gimlet eyes spitted the remains of my chicken pot pie with naked malevolence. She spun on her left cad and strode militantly out into the crisp, brilliant Christmas air and back into the fray. I sat rocking slightly in her wake for a few moments, stirring my lukewarm coffee meditatively, thinking over her angry militant slogan, Disarm the Toy Industry. A single word floated into my mind's arena for just an instant, canal water, and then disappeared. I thought on, as if the toy industry has any control over the insatiable desire of the human spawn to own weaponry, armaments, and the implements of warfare. It's the same kind of mind that thought if making whiskey were prohibited, people would stop drinking. I began to mull over my own youth, and, of course, its unceasing quest for Roscoe's six-shooters and any sort of blue hardware, simulated or otherwise, that I could lay my hands on. It's no coincidence that the Zip Green was invented by kids. The adolescent human carnivore is infinitely ingenious when confronted with a peace movement. Outside, in the spanking December breeze, a Salvation Army Santa Claus listlessly tolled his bell, huddled in a doorway to avoid the direct blast of the wind. And I sipped my coffee and remembered another Christmas, in another time, in another place. And... A gun. I remember clearly, itchingly, nervously, maddeningly the first time I laid eyes on it, pictured in a three-color smeared illustration in a full-page back cover ad in Open Road for Boys, a publication which at the time had an iron grip on my aesthetic sensibilities and the dime that I had to scratch up every month to stay with it. It was actually an early playboy. It sold dreams, fantasies, incredible adventures, and a way of life. Its center foldouts consisted of gigantic Kodiak bears charging out of the page at the reader to be gunned down in single hand-to-hand -hand combat by the 11-year-old killers armed only with hunting knife and fantastic bravery. 
Its Christmas issue weighed over seven pounds. Its pages crammed with the effluvia of the good life of male juvenilia until the senses reeled and avariciousness, the growing desire to own everything, was almost unbearable. Today there must be millions of ex-subscribers who still can't pass Abercrombie and Fitch without a faint keening note of desire and the unrequited urge to glom on to all of it, just to have it, to feel it. Early in the fall, the ad first appeared. It was a magnificent thing of balanced copy and pictures, superb artwork, and subtly contrived catchphrases. I was among the very first hooked, I freely admit it. Boys, at last, you can own an official Red Rider carbine action, 200-shot range model air rifle. This in block red and black letters, surrounded by a large balloon coming out of Red Rider's own mouth, wearing his enormous...